Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 440 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined as always by my coterie here of uh, friends. To my left, Daniel Roy Lobdell Jr., rocking a little uh, Wolfpack Nation. Shout out to uh, Ian Asale, your director of operations. Ian Asale, if you uh, think back to like the Heidi and Hoffman days, he was the coach of Bison Legend. He's kind of a short, jacked guy, wore a Batman shirt a Very lot. Jacked. <laughs> Very jacked, short, good coach. Uh, so he winds up there at uh, North Carolina State, back with the Hydleys. Reunited, it feels so good. So It's awesome. He's a good dude and can do a good job. Yeah, so very cool there. To my right, um, no no new staff changes at West Virginia, but we can still talk about them. Yeah. Always, almost heaven. Almost heaven. Yeah. There's nowhere else closer. Okay, maybe maybe that's literally a, maybe that's an elevation <laughs> maybe that's an elevation boast. Allison uh, Schwab reached out to you yesterday about that. She doesn't like driving through there for some reason. Well, I don't get it. To be fair, depending on the part you're driving through, it's it's kind of treacherous. It's just like you you drive 20 minutes to go like two miles. That's sometimes. fair. It can be treacherous, yes. but beautiful. It is beautiful. If you're doing the treacherous portion of the drive, it's also kind of the best part of the drive. Yeah. Except you're sort of fearing for death. But then you're like, wow, these mountains are awesome. Wow beautiful what a beautiful creation we have so okay and uh of course david dylan duncan bray straight away <laughs> that's right um I'll, i really am hoping all the fake names except for daniel roy lobdell jr that is his actual name everyone yeah. else i basically give their fake name uh andrew spencer spay you got no, that's zeb his doing real it. Name. but that's his real name too actually <laughs> mm-hmm. you got zeb doing it on the iron man call did he, what did he call him? he called me by my full name he did at least sign Three, I, four times. I heard him do it when he signed off. <laughs> That's perfect. Good. I think we just go with Nomad Lobdell, like uh, in the bottom, but in the the bottom of that uh, Feral video. Oh Nomad, yeah, Nomad Lobdell. Speaking of Nomad Lobdell, he came out with the preseeds and just got dunked on by USA Wrestling. <laughs> Tomahawk, Tomahawk. Off the backboard. They said, "Watch this." Oh, Nomad's so cute. Let's let's show him how we really do it. They said Spencer Lee six. LOL. They put him number one, which is justified. I think you can kind of see what they did. They said, no, folk style results are in because we can't pretend – we can't just say, oh, he hasn't wrestled freestyle in three years and not seed him. So he said, so folk style results are in, and he pinned the two seed the last time they wrestled, Nathan Tomasello, and therefore Spencer Lee is the one seed. Now, no Nick Suriano. I think I have to – Nick's wrestling. I was told he's wrestling. Um so I just have to assume he's doing the walk-up uh, registration situation. Yeah, he did not get in before midnight. There was no real surprises after the Penn State guys yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And no, so no Chenzo. No Chenzo. Bracky refreshed and refreshed. No Chenzo, no Nolf. So their qualification for the Olympic trials now moves to NCAAs for Chenzo. And last chance for uh, Nolf or Chenzo if he doesn't win. NCAAs, but he's won it twice, so here we we will see uh, with that. So with that, Nomad, what were your big takeaways from the pre-seeds getting dropped? Um, I'm certainly not mad about Spencer being the one. He's not um, mad. Because, yeah. <laughs> Listen, because he's just disappointed. I'm just confused. Okay. Okay. I... Confused Nomad is, is okay. 
I very much I understand common sense seeds as it pertains to high school and senior level events because there's a hodgepodge of things and guys haven't wrestled and da da da. But I thought they would acknowledge some level of freestyle or lack thereof when it comes to Spencer on the senior level. So if Spencer Lee stays the one, I don't really think a lot of people are upset. It's just a little confusing in my book. Well, that's your book. Now, essentially what we read, this is like kind of USA Wrestling staff kind of comes up with this. The coaching staff figures this out. But there will be a seating meeting Friday. Is that your understanding? Right. So the – the article that Taylor Miller put out, it said uh, USA Wrestling Men's Freestyle National Team Staff. So we are to assume that this was done by uh, Coach Zadick, Coach Russell, and Coach Jackson. Uh, but then, as CP was saying, there should be one representative from every RTC. So, you know. Hawkeye Wrestling Club. Coach Brands or, or Perry will be there, right? Um, you know, somebody from Cowboy, maybe Coach Perry or Coach Fix. On down the line. And I imagine this is going to be contested, especially by Ohio RTC, especially by whoever's coaching Suryana, whoever's coaching Zane Richards, Nashon. So, um, but really, I mean, if I'm Zane Richards, am I really fighting to get Spencer Lee moved and potentially on my side? Well, I mean, point. I think it's worth noting that that Suriano is not in these seeds, right? Because he's not yet registered. So, I think Zane Zane Richards probably will end up with the four. Which which will put him on the same side as Spencer oh, Lee. So you, you know that that I think for that reason there that you're going to see whoever ends up probably whoever ends up in the four is the one trying to make an argument to bump Spencer down um, just because they're not going to want to going to want to see him. They'll probably drop him to the five and that person will hit him in the quarters instead. But uh, you know it, that, I, these seeds are going to change once Soriano gets in there. Yeah, when Soriano's in, it will change. Now the question is, where will you seed Soriano? Because on the one hand, he had a really strong Farrell, losing only to Gross, who's not in the field. Outplaced NATO, beat Zane and Nashon head up. So you could say, well, maybe he should be the one. But really, if they're using folk style, then it could be Spencer Nick Sur- Spencer one, Nick Soriano two, which would set up NATO versus Soriano in the semi and uh, a Zane Nashon quarterfinal with the winner getting, we assume, Spencer Lee. Yeah, if the if this line of reasoning holds, Suriano won't be the one, mm-hmm. because then and then we we had the argument yesterday about Tom Sell versus Suriano, which if it's two three, it kind of becomes immaterial, right? It's would you rather face Darian or Vito? Which, uh, you know, NATO and Suriano both be fa- both be favored against both those guys. Um, otherwise, obviously Spencer from six to one is a big move, but otherwise they followed exactly what I had down to Josh Rodriguez. And then they went further down with Sanders, Russell, Pirelli, Clark Waters. So okay. I think 57 is pretty straightforward. Um, I don't know. I like uh, I like talking potential matchups, though, if you yeah, want to get to that it. before we go to 65. Get to them. Um, well, obviously, <clears throat> you know, uh, NATO Suriano semi would be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Zane Richards, Nation, that was a really interesting match at Farrell could get a rematch there. It's interesting, Suriano and Nato never hit, did they? No. Because they were in the same 25 bracket at Big Tens. Mm-hmm. Suriano forfeited out. Nato went on to win Big Tens. And then Spencer and Nato had their third match, their rubber match at NCAAs in the semis. Right. Spencer beats uh, Tomasello. Suriano beat Darian Cruz in the semi. 
to set up that final. So they've never hit. They're supposed to duel. They didn't duel. They're supposed to hit a big tens. Soriano forfeited out, and then and mm-hmm. so we've kind of it's kind of been a match we've long discussed and speculated yeah. about. I'm curious how, how you see that potential match going. I think you know if you compare how they looked at Farrell, I think you could say well you like you like Soriano just because he looks so offensive. And I think more than anything, who who gets to Nick Soriano's legs? It just basically doesn't happen. And Gross didn't, right? I mean, um, Soriano was was on the legs pretty consistently, mm-hmm. and then he got in on another shot, and that ultimately was his demise because it went right into Gross's stuff. But, man, I just I think NATO is going to have a hard time getting to Nick Soriano, who's his – who has world-class defense, as, f- as far as I can tell. Yeah, I mean, as far as guys getting the legs, it's Spencer. Yes, that's it. And this has been, I mean, he got taken down zero times On for Bergen Catholic. He got taken, he's been taken down, I don't know, maybe 10 times total in college. And then, you Never know, forget, I think Brandon Cray took him down one time. He did. In that outside he did match. because Soriano was running through a double. Yeah, it was and weird. Craig just kind of did like a roll when they hit the mat and ended up on top somehow. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the last person to take him down last year, looking at Russell's stat, was Mitic in the duel, mm-hmm. and then I don't think he was taken down the rest of the way. Seen Dayton never really took each other down. Um, yeah, I guess not. That was an extended finish. Oh, DeSanto took him down mm-hmm. in the yeah, but that was before the Mitic match. In right, the duel. right. I'm just like yeah, recounting yeah. Mm-hmm. who's who's taking this man down. I don't know if Lezak ever did. I don't think so. He kind of he kind of dominated Lezak. He there. did when he was at Penn State. Yes, but that was three years ago. Yeah, now. That was yeah. a while ago. Ancient history at this point. Yeah. And again, looking at uh, Farrell, so they both wrestled. NATO and Suriana both wrestled Zane, mm-hmm. and. Zane was up big on NATO before NATO came back, and they both wrestled um, the gross one that you already mentioned. Right. So, as far as like common opponents of high level guys, favor Suriano. So, Spencer and Suriano should theoretically be the finals. Yeah, I mean the way the way I see it, I I, I mean I don't know who who runs them. And you know, with Zane, Zane's a guy that kind of fades at the end of in the matches a little bit. So. I don't. You, you try to think. Okay, you try to think. What's a matchup that's tough for Spencer? Or what's a guy that that could pose some difficulties? I I don't see on his side who that really would be. I mean, Nashawn is just an interesting X factor because he brings a component when he's on of uh, irreplicable offense that no one else in the field really has, and that you know Spencer may not have really experienced, but. I've seen guys, I've seen Iowa Hawkeyes give Nishan, I've seen Thomas Gilman beat him. I've seen Tony Ramos beat mm-hmm. him, right? And Spencer very reasonably could be the best of that bunch, right, um, when it's all said and done. He's already more credentialed in the folk style realm than both those guys. Yeah, Two-time national champion. He's more offensive than those guys. He is more offensive, um, which is a kind of almost a variable. Like, Gilman's just like, so positional, uh, Ramos. So positional, really, just tough guys to get to. But so is Spencer's is tough to get to in a kind of a different way, right? I think Spencer's more fighting off. The, I think guys can get to Spencer's legs. I think he's much better at, especially in folks out scrambling. Oh man, um, very flexible, right? Mm-hmm. He does the splits a lot, and so he's 
he's not as concerned with guys getting to his legs. Um, so I think Nation can get to him, but finishing is a different story. Yeah. You know, maybe and, – and also, like, sustain, you know, Nishan sustaining six minutes. It's like, yeah, maybe he, he snakes a takedown against Spencer and blows through on a double leg, but just maintaining that. And also, also, Nishan throughout his career has had parterre defense struggles, <laughs> yeah. which if Spencer is even a fraction as dominant as he had been historically from parterre offense, that could be a nightmare scenario for Nishan who could get a – if he gives up one takedown, it could be – yeah, you know, a his match terminator. Match yeah. Spencer's takedown to turn when he was cadet and junior was just, I mean, it was unstoppable. His takedown to leg lice especially, like, it just was amazing. I think there's a difference between 50-kilo juniors and 57-kilo seniors, but I am really curious to see how well he's retained that that leg lice skill. And, you know, we haven't seen him in freestyle senior-level matches, but – you got to think he's been working on that in the room over the past three years, but has he? I don't. That's I guess one of the biggest well, one, questions. One for of me my is, questions is, you know, he's primarily now he shoots at head outside a lot. He shoots at high crotch, whereas his thing was single leg to the lace, mm-hmm. right? He'd fall into it, yeah. So not that the single leg's not there, but he's been favoring the yeah. high crotch uh, a little bit more of late, and then doubling off or finishing it in various ways. So the numbers that I came up with from the going into his freshman year of high school until uh, going into his senior year, 50-4 and four overall in freestyle with 40 techs. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> well, that's solid. It's a solid resume there for Spencer. To the point about the, um, the high C and then maybe doubling off, do we see maybe a little more gut wrench out of him? I don't he doesn't know. have he, he doesn't he has a good gut wrench. However, he was far more lace reliant, but he he does have a good gut wrench. Yeah, he just oftentimes got the lace quicker and better. And the yeah. way the way he is on top, uh, it it wouldn't surprise me if he's pretty. He just has that freak strength ability to just move guys where he wants them. If he comes out and just has a a rib crunching gut wrench, that wouldn't surprise me. He should just you know. tilt him up. To, honestly, I <laughs> know yeah, like if he can get those wrists, the wrist yeah. and just like roll through. We've seen we've seen guys do that. I mean, how automatic he is with those turns. But of note, one guy he didn't turn was uh, Nick Soriano. Yeah, which is notable because he it's one of the. But that's folk style, right? So who even knows? We don't know where Soriano's uh, parterre defense is at all. We haven't seen him really underneath anyone mm-hmm. at any point, right? He got. Didn't go underneath Cologne. I don't Cologne think. didn't take yeah. him down, and and that was the thing we said. Well, if he gets on top, well, he never got on top. But I did, the rumors were his plan was if he got underneath, <laughs> if he was taken down or put down or anything, he was gonna hit a stand up. Like he was just like not gonna have any. <laughs> they do it part. in Greco, huh? They do it in Greco. I know, and then sometimes it's like against the rules. Sometimes they're like, no, you can't do That's that. But poor application of the rules. I agree. I remember Rayvon, man. This is a deep cut. Rayvon Perkins versus Bryce Sidoris, I think, at the uh, when the they had cadet duels and Greco trials at Daytona Beach, and that was like kind of a mess of a back and forth there. But eventually, uh, Rayvon Perkins got put down a bunch or something, and he kept like hitting stand ups and getting away. And I think he was occasionally reprimanded for that. But there was one instance at the Feral where Zach Sanders got a takedown on Suriano, and it was. Kind of a goofy situation. It was late. The match was well in hand. So mm-hmm. he 
he has gotten taken down, but we were just watching it right there. Yeah. Um, but I, I still, I still think in general, sir, I over under Suriano gives up less than one takedown until he hits Spencer, and then even then it's maybe one. Yeah. No, but and and the thing is with Suriano, he he will against those elite against Spence or excuse me, Gross. Super close matches, very much calculated. He's like, I'm gonna win on shot clock. He want, and he was winning by a penalty point. So, he's not the kind of guy who's gonna look to in a in a super tight match, almost like Cologne. He's going in there almost like with a chess match mentality, mm-hmm. not like I'm gonna break this dude. I'm gonna score ten points. It's like I'm gonna win these little micro battles within the battle and have more points at the end. Mm-hmm. And then also, I mean, which we also saw against Dayton Fix as well. It was very much like. Very calculated, no risks really taken at all on on either side. Really, just no one really attacking or trying to attack, but no one really um, getting there. And, and th- this is the last thing for me, and it's something I've been saying a lot. Suriano, you know that whatever past middle February was a different guy, and yes, he did lose to Gross at the Feral. Um, it was a last second thing. He rebounded very well on the backside with his performance over Richards and Nation. So, you know, could Suriano be in a different place mentally than he was when they wrestled in the in the NCAA finals and therefore be maybe a little more confident or well, whatever? He will definitely be a lot healthier. Yes. Yeah. True. That was a um, – you know what? I, I'm like back and forth on that. I mean, I mean, he definitely – he was out. He was in the hospital for a period of time. But, man, I thought he looked so good at NCAAs. Like, did you see, from the best versions we've seen of Nick Suriano, right? Mm-hmm. And we, we've seen them all. And he's, he's always been so good. But despite the injury, I felt like he was able to will his body to basically do the things it normally did, right? He was not really in a competitive match. Even the, the Cruz match, like, I don't even know if he got, I don't think he got takedowns. a stall point. But he, he, he chased, chased him around the, the entire match. Yeah. He chased he chased Cruz around, right? So I feel like I don't want to put so much stock in the he, he was injured and he was in the hospital for an extended period of time and that the impact of that, but it was not a huge departure from what he normally looked like, right? Yeah. No, it wasn't. I, yeah. I remember um, he wrestled Zeke Moisey in the quarters and just pinned him with a half. Yeah. And Brutal. it was like, holy cow, um, he is on a mission. He just looked otherworldly in that match. And then I I kind of believed he was going to beat Spencer going yeah. into the finals just because of the way he looked. And then, I mean, Spencer was wrestling lights out that weekend. He's, he's amazing. Yeah, he, I, he looked – and I remember the big discussion going into that was how Spencer going to look. So remember, he defaulted out of – or Soriano. How is he going to look? Because he defaulted out of Big Ten. He wrestled one match. And then I remember watching him warm up and shooting some of his warm ups. He looked so. We were all like talking. We're like, Soriano looks great. Mm-hmm. Like he just. You can just sometimes tell by the way guys are moving that they're they're on that level. And then, kind of regardless of what happens this weekend, as long as those two place top five, we get something that we have wanted for ever. Mm, yeah, seven, eight years now. Nick Soriano, Spencer Lee. Dayton fix, same bracket, all in one bracket, same weight, winner take all for the biggest thing ever. Yeah, it's like at this at one time, or on the one hand, uh, I'm mad I've had to wait so long, 
right? It's like, geez, I, I wanted this in like 2015, right? It just never happened. But on the other hand, isn't won't the payoff just be so much sweeter that it'll happen right. when the stakes are yep. the absolute we, highest? We could have gotten it at Super 32 or Akron yeah. or even NCAAs. But Olympic trials? Oh, baby. <laughs> Let's go. And then, so really what, what we're missing here from the trials, this is going to look be a lot what trials look like, plus Dayton, Gross, and Thomas Gilman. Right. Who are three I, huge names. Three huge names. Gross is, though, is a, and we don't have to talk too much about it, but if he, if he has recovery issues like he did at Farrell, he won't be able to make a run like that, right? Like, he can't have an Austin Miller-type match because he will not be wrestling Austin Miller. He'll be wrestling, like, Nishan or Darian or Zane Richards or something like that. So that's something he's going to have mm-hmm. to figure out, but I, I trust he'll be able to. And he was, and regardless, he was able to figure it out and get his hand raised, right? He didn't have to beat those guys then. And then uh, Grafsko and Greco. So the only real question is, does <laughs> does Joe Cologne? I'm not accepting that yet, actually. <laughs> I, I mean, Grafsko and Greco it, is interesting. He's already qualified for the trials, so I I, I don't know. Like, is he just Adam Kuhn. Like, is he just getting reps? Like, what's he what's he doing? Is he, is he still going to try to make a freestyle team and use his spot that he qualified and it's just like covering all of his bases? Like, what's he what's he doing? Is he seriously? Committing to Greco right now? What's his angle? I don't know. What's his deal? Yeah, I don't know. We'd have to ask him. But, yeah, so last last question for 57 is, does Joe Cologne go down or does he go up? He's going and, down. And he, well. Oh, yeah, I forgot about his name. The, the The plan is for him to go down. Well, add that name in, too. Okay, add that guy. All right. This weight is just really, <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. This weight's really stupid. Um, but at the end of it, are we making our picks? Dare we? Uh, I thought we were going to do picks tomorrow. All right, picks tomorrow. The Give them three, teams. basically three full days of FRL. Uh, all right, so they nationals. came out with the 65. I mean, they did them all, right? All, all the preseason. All the they, they were kind they of did them all. Too. They didn't just do 57. <laughs> I know uh, you're, you're surprised, surprised to learn that. Nick Lee's going. <clears throat> Chinzo, no. Nick Lee, yes. So not the Nittany Lions. If you, when we were talking about Penn State schedule coming into this year, and we saw, okay, no scuffle. They're definitely it's because of the Olympic year. They're gonna have their guys like, yeah, this is for Chenzo, this is for Mark Hall, and they're not, they're not going. No Mark Hall, no Chenzo. Um, so I don't know what that means for for those guys. I mean, other than Chenzo's waiting, and I guess Mark Hall's waiting, maybe into the lays, and then I, last chance, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but but the. The point is, we thought they moved their thing around for this weekend, right? Right, but they're not there, so I don't know what why they moved their schedule around. But Nick Lee and Kassar and now Aaron Brooks in the mix for him. So the top seeds uh, <laughs> did this go pretty much how you had it? Nailed it. You nailed it. I think so they might have just copied me. They, it was pretty close. It's yeah, very close. I have them both. You did not have Sean Foss 14th, so <laughs> I did not. But through number nine, I nailed it. Which, as far as I'm concerned, is all of the seeds. That's all of the seeds. Mm-hmm. Um, I would describe that as bearing similarity. Too. Yes. Uh, so really, we already talked about what's going to happen there, right? Jo Molinero semi could have some interesting. Uh, could have a three six McKenna Molinero. Probably not going to. Be an upset there. Two seven would be Meredith Jo. One eight or nine would be like Demas 
Yanni or Whitford Yanni, which will be really exciting, actually. Mm-hmm. Didn't um, when McKenna was still a junior, the year that he got the wild card, didn't he wrestle Frank, and Frank like put it on him? Jeez, maybe. I mean, that was the time he missed. That would six... make sense because he was very young then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was just a puppy. I just but point there is like. You know, seeing progression, what, four or five years later. Can you imagine what Frank would have done to Yanni then? Right? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That would not have been good. So, yeah, that was a a while ago. And then. Oh, well, we'll get. If these seeds hold, which 65 is a lot more straightforward than 57 because all these guys have wrestled, um, we'll get McKenna Lee in round 16. Oh, Mm. snap. Which is spicy. Uh, Jaden Ironman, Jason Ness, which. Is phenomenal. Someone will get pinned there. Fantastic. Um, Heil Meredith, Whitford Demas. So round of, round of sixteen at sixty five kilos is looking quite strong. Finally get to see Dean Heil and Bryce Meredith wrestle. Nomad's <laughs> correct. Uh, Molinero over McKenna in 2015, 14 to four. You got four. It's pretty good. And then Molinero over McKenna in Vegas, six three. And when was the Vegas one? 2019. Was this, okay, this was, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's when he lost to Molinero and Dean and didn't qualify, and then didn't qualify at last chance. Oh, yeah. That was crazy. 74, no surprises other than no, no Chenzo. So, Dark Horse here for me is our guy Chance Marsteller. Yeah. Out of the five. He'll have Valamont, who's the four. And then I like the matchup of him and Nazar. That'll be a uh, that'll be a fun one. And then really Gant Lewis. That's a that's a really interesting semi for me. I don't think the Valmont. At, well, no, because Valen- Valencia should be Valencia will go way up. Yeah, based on U.S. Open, because Valmont did not do anything at Trials or Farrell that would warrant him being ahead of Anthony. And I'm pretty sure Anthony might have beaten him head to head. Also. Pantaleo was redshirt 65, preceded 74. Yeah, has I not wrestled, predicted that one. Has not wrestled either weight. He was 70 for U23s in the Open. Yeah. I, was, I was looking at that, too. And if I'm Pantaleo, you, know, you look at 65. I, who knows what he weighs? That probably matters the most. But if you look at 65, you had him preceded like in your, in your article at 12. At 74, they have him in as the sixth seed. So, yeah. um, you know, if it's a question, 74 seems like the path of – Mm-hmm. Of best opportunity this weekend, so I yeah, I don't know. But if you've been cutting down to sixty five, and now all of a sudden you're going up to seventy four kilos, that's probably not a great sign. And then U twenty three, Muhammad McBride seven. Right. I mean, he went he went and won the dang tournament. Um, seventy four is just interesting because, like, obviously I wish Nolf and Chenzo were here, and clearly this to me I don't think Chenzo's hurt, but clearly to me this is a sign that Nolf is pretty badly hurt. And obviously it stinks that we don't get him and that he has to go through last chance. But, like, again, realistically looking at it, Jason Nolf, who was probably still undersized and still is more of a folk style guy than a freestyle guy, would have to beat, in order, Isaiah Martinez, Kyle Dake, and then take two out of three from Jordan Burroughs. Mm-hmm. Not bad. And while we all think Jason Nolf is amazing, I don't think any of us think that is reasonable or possible this year, especially if he has to do it, make weight two weeks in a row, perform, you know, get through a last chance qualifier and then go through Olympic trials. Well yeah, I mean I think I think yeah, I don't know. I, I just think Nolf is next quad will be his time right. to really 
takeoff. It's going to take a little bit. I think he's going to be pretty special at freestyle, but I think his best days are not in 2020, but probably 21 and beyond. And that's why, you know, looking ahead to 86, which I imagine we're going to jump to in a second, that's why a guy like Aaron Brooks is in here because – you know, I mean, Aaron wants to win. He's he wants to make the Olympic team, but but he also knows that it's 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 an uphill battle. But he's trying to get those reps for twenty twenty four when he mm-hmm. is much more likely to be the guy. So, I mean, we we do have to take that into account for a lot of these guys that they are that they're thinking they're thinking mm-hmm. a quad ahead to get themselves ready to get these mental reps for preparing for twenty twenty four. Love some mental reps. Uh, Shameless plug real quick. Uh, we them. ran the Chance Marsteller walk and talk with Bader yesterday. Amazing. And it's incredible. It's like 45 minutes long. It's something good to have like on in the background. It's kind of like a podcast type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he literally tells everything and is super candid about um, switching from Penn State to Oklahoma State and his time in Stillwater and then going to Lock Haven and the night he got in trouble there and then kind of his redemption story and, and getting back to who he was. Um, it's really incredible to hear just how honest Chance was, um, and I, I don't know. I, I there were I was listening to it in the office yesterday, and there were probably like ten or fifteen times I stopped it and would just like talk to Bader about something <laughs> that happened in it uh, or something he said. Yeah, I I thought it was it was excellent. Um, r- really cool of Chance to do that. I thought the most uh, I think the important thing that he said was just how he learned to define himself as not just a wrestler mm-hmm. like he, he just told and this is something we've kind of talked about a little like these worlds get built around these kids and athletes and it's just like all about the wrestling and they then that's all they are right and then what do you have when you don't have that you have nothing so i think he he learned and he's basically like, i kind of wish it would, i didn't have to go in this order to yeah. figure it out but he's really glad i figured it out and he's you man just how much that guy talks about family the importance of family to him um I don't know. I, I I really I have I have so much respect for someone who can openly talk about their worst moments and their darkest days. Because I mean, I think that takes incredible courage mm-hmm. to 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 do something like that. But I'm I'm thankful for a chance to do that. And we've had two in a row now, where Sertis came down, mm-hmm. did the same thing. Marsteller came down, talked about it. So even um, Pat Downey, yeah, yeah, like back. I mean, a long time ago, but he Definitely. was really honest about everything that happened too. Um, it's just really cool to hear their story and what they had to go through to get to where they are now. You know, like yeah. the full circle. Yeah, man. You you think about I think about Downey and Marsteller, and I think about the the Iowa State days, and just like, man, all right, what's Downey up to today? Just get on his Snapchat. He's at a casino, and the team is over here, and, like, all this stuff. He's throwing yeah. his team under the bus. I'm like, this is just never going to get – it's never going to happen. And then really in a close proximity, either either slightly bef- before or after, Chance had in his trouble, and you're just like, it's never going to happen for Chance. It's, I mean, I, I know I in my own mind I wrote them off. I was like, I it's remember, not going to happen. remember he sent that tweet one night and was like, I quit wrestling. Oh, like, yeah. I'm yeah. done forever. That's right. And everyone was like, what in the world is going on? And, yeah, you just didn't think – Anything was going to come from it. And then he takes third at NCAAs in his yeah. home state. And, and Pat Downey, if you had told me Pat Downey was going to make a world team at 86 and that Chance Marsteller was going to, you know, overcome this and be a two time All American for Lockhaven after all that, I said, no, no, I'm sorry, no. <laughs> but uh, that's, uh, that's a credit to them and a credit, and a, and a credit to the people around them. 
also, right? Yeah. You got you got to credit, um, you know, NJRTC. You got to credit Lock Haven for um, sticking by him and holding him to a standard, right? Especially Chance. So uh, thank you again to those guys for coming down, and uh, you know, for our man Bader. I know everybody's clamoring for the next flow film, right? Which will probably be Metcalf at this point. Um, but Bader has these incredible, you know, walking talks to kind of tide you guys over while mm-hmm. uh, while he gets, you know, the the flow film ready and and the block parties too. So shout out to Bader as well. Shout out to Bader. Also, maybe a Dan Gable film coming even before Metcalf. Oh, oh. Hmm. So okay, keep an eye on their Just so you know. Okay, that's uh, a big one. Yeah, that's a chunky. That's a chunky. That's it's, not a chunky. That's the opposite <laughs> of a chunky. It's a good chunky. Eighty six. Yeah. There's good chunkies. All right, eighty six kilograms. Uh, no big surprises here. This kind of held as we expected. Ringer. No. Yeah, there was one. I have no idea how Brooks. Um, Brooks the got over Heflin. Heflin beat him at both the open and uh, trials. So I think that one gets flipped. Yeah. I, but if That's it doesn't, we could see a – That's chunky for the pre-seeds. Yeah. yeah. If it doesn't get flipped, we could see a, see a Brooks Brothers quarterfinal, which – Wow. Oh, they will both that, be looking dashing. Very yeah. sharp. Look <laughs> yeah. like they're ready for the big board meeting. That'd be great. But, <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think it's going to get flipped. Yeah, you got to flip it. Uh, all right. 97, Gadsden, Zilmer, Walls, Colin Moore bumped up, took a big jump from your eighth pre-seed prediction. Apologize to Colin Moore. Uh, Apologize to Colin Moore and Spencer Lee right now. Sorry, Colin. Are you are you sorry to Spencer? Um, No, I'm not sorry to Spencer because wow. I do think he should be the sixth seed, but I'll probably pick him to win. So Yeah, I think so. Wow, what a spoiler for tomorrow. Now no one's going to listen tomorrow. Yeah, good job. Ugh. Dump it. Blakeman, edit that out. Blakeman, yeah, please. Hey, we do have an alien hour coming uh, soon. Mm -hmm. We're going to do this, talk a little Midlands, because tis the season for us to go back to not here, right? You're going – no, you're staying. I'm – for the first time, I'm staying. Yeah, normally Bracky does the crazy thing where he goes to West Virginia and then goes to Scuffle and goes back to West Virginia and then drives to Columbus and flies (laughs) to Austin, Texas, or just sometimes drives all the way Usually drives, yeah. Big – Sometimes in the Explorer. Did you ever do it in the Blue Explorer? No. We no. did not. It's like your van. We did not trust that thing See? to get across the country. Is it well, because? Olivia has an SUV too, not a Toyota Corolla. Okay. Is Congrats it because you uh, don't want to be in the car for 36 hours with a like, six-month-old? He's not Six-week-old. Is it because you don't want to take a cross-country trip with your three-year-old, Brad King? Hayden's <laughs> <laughs> three now, right? That is exactly why. Yeah, no. A lot it's better to, to stay home. Also, and they play were here for a while, right? Yeah, was yeah everyone, everyone was here for Thanksgiving and got to yeah. meet him. So they get it, they get it. Um, okay. Plus, he's the greatest Christmas present of all. Oh, <laughs> man. Jesus is out there for most of us. All right, we did uh, ninety-seven. Oh. <laughs> you apologize to Colin Moore cordially and officially. Heavyweight, no big shakeups there. I don't think. Right? Looks about like as you. Predicted. I, I think uh, they copied me. Sometimes I, I they think. copied you. Sometimes <laughs> wow. they spited your face. <laughs> um, Kirkville Neville's quarter. Oh my gosh! So, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that was um, interesting. Man, just you know the the Nittany Lion heavyweights are I think the story at this weight class. I I am so curious to see potential Kirkfleet Kassar 
final. Obviously, those guys will have to knock off somebody who's seated ahead of them. But I, I don't know. I just y'all really y'all give Kirk Fleet a shot against Nelson. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying they would have to knock out like both those guys would have to knock somebody off who's seated ahead of them. So I don't know how likely I think that Kassar's is. Going to win, but I, I just I think Kirk- I, it probably helps that Kirk Fleet's felt Nelson in the room. You have to imagine. So I know, I, but Gable trained alongside Nelson all the time. They couldn't beat him. It took him a few tries. Yeah. 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 Well, I think maybe it's uh, wishful thinking on my part because I really want to see that yeah. Kassar Kirkley match. Yeah, maybe yeah. it happens on the backside, but regardless, I'll uh, I'll be tuning into that one. That's an option as well. All right. Now, any other uh, senior nationals? If you don't know, somehow. Now you know. Saturday and Sunday. We'll have the senior nationals for men's freestyle. Greco starts Friday. Greco, Greco women's, women's Friday. Friday. Finishing up Saturday while men's freestyle starts. But women's finals are Sunday also, right? Yes. Yeah. So I don't know how they're extending that, but whatever. They are? Yes. Um, on the women's side, it's kind of a small bracket, but I think 53 is the best one, um, especially yeah. with all the young talent, Figaro, EK, um, how Keaton, Felicity Taylor. So there's a lot of, of young talent at 53, which kind of we expected for the women that there was going to be this big influx um, of like junior age just coming off junior. So um, a lot of stuff to watch for in the so, women. I got to familiarize myself a little more with um, Greco Field because there's a lot of guys qualified that yeah. got to figure out what, they, what, what their spots are there. They split up the um, women's weights. Got so it. there's finals on Saturday and Sunday. Got it, got it, got it. Makes sense. It's not like freestyle where we're just going all six. All right. Now, we want to talk about Midlands, and tomorrow we'll, uh, we'll talk about Scuffle so that we'll kind of have those bases somewhat covered. Mm-hmm. There, there's the off chance we do some sort of a bootleg FRL situation where we get on a Skype and I record Oh, Colby it. will be there. No, Colby. Not the real bootleg. This, it's a bootleg <laughs> bootleg. That's how bootleg it's going to be. Uh, so maybe we do that next week sometimes. Maybe next Wednesday. That'd be perfect. Christmas morning. Boom. What a treat. A little Christmas present for everyone. Yeah, except we probably won't. No shot. Midlands, <laughs> 125. Spencer Lee? I don't know. Would he go after this? Who's to say? I wouldn't. You wouldn't say? No. I w- <laughs> you wouldn't go if you were Spencer? Yeah. Okay. I would take – I would. I mean, Senior Nationals is going to be brutal. He. What if it's not? What if he just, like, tech laces his way in the first period? Do you – it's still hard. Yeah. Well, it's hard. It's hard. You're right. I mean, he he, he, he took the, the the Princeton match. Like, he started his ramp there, and then I think kind of coming down, and then he'll be he'll be in action for whatever their first post. Um, They're going to have some big duels in January and beyond where they'll need his tech fall dispensing powers. Right. So the he missed the, the Princeton match. So that was December 8th. Then he'll come back for Indiana January 10th. So he's got like a month of, of freestyle to to peak and taper. There's no chance uh, Iowa needs him to win Midlands, right? Hmm. Midlands, no. I mean, probably could, not. It would have to be Wisconsin or Northern Iowa, maybe Princeton. One of those teams. So the field at 125: Spencer Lee, Jack Mueller, Pat Glory. Uh, and then drop off down to the Hutkins, Hildebrandt, Schroto, Baggins, D'Agostino, Colioco, Schwarm, etc. I can tell you this. Tell if, us. If Mueller and Spencer Lee aren't there, Pat Glory is going to 
be very pissed off and just try to rip people's heads off. Yeah. And send a message. I I watched That'd the be fair. man. I I finally watched the the pitch glory match. That was a weird match. Like he got he cradled him, but he still he got ridden out. And I, I don't. I mean, Glory clearly was wrestled the better match, but it wasn't like a conventional win. It was just like a lot of interesting exchanges. I thought there were a couple times where Nick was going to get it going. He got a reversal and nearly had Glory in danger. So it was a, it was a great match. I thought Glory wrestled well. to go into Gallagher Iba and beat. Pitch Glory got a lot. ridden out, mm-hmm. but didn't get turned. Did not get turned, which is the big difference from last year. Yes, because he got turned twice in the duel. He had turned another time into blaze, and he got pinned the second time. Like I, could, it, I couldn't believe he cradled when he cradled pitch. I was like, "What?" I mean, I don't know the way he set it up. You, it was so obvious he was looking for it. I, I, I was impressed with with Glory, but I, it just didn't look like a. It's not how I expected the match to go. Yeah, for um, for the rest of twenty five, uh, Hunkins um hasn't wrestled in a while. I don't know. Um, I know. Coach Escobedo said not to expect him for a while, but that was oh. a couple weeks ago, so I don't know if that, like, goes through Midlands or not. Um, Hildebrandt, uh, obviously very tough, Schroeder made CKLV finals. Can D'Agostino follow, follow up his good CKLV? Um, and then Cole Yoko, who is doing good, but I think maybe we all expect him to be a little bit higher in the rankings right now. So this well, this I might be his. don't think we expected him to lose to Meredith. Yeah. Yep. I mean, especially after watching Patel Major Meredith two nights before. Yeah. I think the weight's a thing. I think that's tough for him, 25. I mean, he was up 5-1 to one in that match. Yeah. that's and it, That place can melt, guys. We've seen it. I mean, Jordan Conway beat Tyler Graff there. That was, like, one thing. Still kind of unthinkable. So his other losses, so, um, Meredith won't be there, but his other losses are to Hudkins and Schroeder. Um, Schroeder should – Definitely be there. He he split with Schroeder. Um, Hudkins again. We'll we'll wait and see on that when uh, Indiana puts out their roster. So he could potentially avenge those two, but if not, he may kind of settle into where we we may expect him to see for postseason. But here's the weight we need. Yes, 133 pounds. <clears throat> I'll just stop. I'll just say these three names, and we can call it good. What what? Austin DeSanto, Iowa Hawkeyes. Wow. Seth Gross. Wisconsin Badgers. Holy cow. Sebastian Rivera, Northwestern Wildcats. Dang. Slash Seabasses. If those three are not all there, we riot. We yep. riot. We riot. That's what we have to do. We have to riot. I think they will all be there. And I think this will be the, the seeds should be DeSanto, Gross, Rivera, right? Or Santo, Rivera, Gross. Either way, we're going to get a Gross Rivera semi, I believe, and a DeSanto. Yeah, the two threes seems irrelevant. Right. Yeah, who's the two, who's the three? They both should smash. So how do we see that weight playing out? On on the one hand, it's easy to just say pick DeSanto to win because he will only have to beat one of those guys and the other one will have to beat two of them. So, like, from an odds-making perspective. But imagine, if you will, there was a round robin of sorts. Uh, like a Frank Papalizio joint, mm-hmm. journeyman, mm-hmm. a journeyman situation. How would pool. you see? How would you see this playing? Pool play. Yeah. How would you see it playing out among these three? How do we see? I think we should go into each of the three matchups. Like what could happen, right? It's so like Desanto versus Rivera. 
How do you see that going? <laughs> that's the fireworks from start to finish. That is uh man. Brand slaps DeSanto. Uh, Rivera punches himself. There's just a lot of self-harm involved. There's a lot of aggression. It's uh, um, you know, it's brought to you by like some sort of testosterone company. I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be electric. What's the sponsor that's always on the board at Rutgers duels? There's Eat Clean Bro. Yeah. Eat Clean Bro, maybe that. Eat Clean Bro is probably involved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So you got the Gosh. slickness with Rivera, who like will kind of wrestle from space, but there's DeSanto, who is like magnetically attracted <laughs> to everyone's arms, and he gets them basically every it's time. Like Praying Manis. I feel like this time. I feel like this is the classic. Oh my gosh, what is this guy doing to me? Match for Rivera, and like he has to experience it. He has to pay like the DeSanto tax and like learn like what it's like to wrestle him before he can go back and like figure it out. That's why I think it's really important for Rivera to be here and like feel him. It seems like that's kind of the way everyone is the first time they wrestled DeSanto. I remember even Dayton Fix mentioned like how like tough it is to clear those ties. Mm-hmm. Um, after their duel in Gallagher, yeah, I could absolutely see we should, that. I, I think, need to go back and rewatch that match because I feel like in many ways, I feel like Dayton may give sort sort of a template for a Rivera because I think Rivera may be able – I mean, Dayton's obviously on another level there, but Rivera could maybe simulate some of that stuff. All three of these guys have won Midlands, which is tremendous. That's cool. So we have yeah. – wow. I don't know how many times that's happened, three Midlands champs in one Midlands bracket. <clears throat> However – I uh, I go Lubina, Lubi- really mm-hmm. Lubina over DeSanto. We need to Both. talk about that. Yes. So Sebastian Rivera changed his Twitter name to Lubina, and I I looked it up, and it means European bass. Hmm. So <laughs> I don't know that he is a a European, but it says sea bass from Vela La Palma. Yeah. So, all right, Lubina sea bass, gotta love it. I think. You know, he he has been kind of out of pocket this year and was focusing on getting um, getting bigger, getting his um, getting his Olympic, you know, spot taken care of for Puerto Rico. And then obviously with D'Augustino emerging. And I think this is going to be – this is a situation where Sebastian wants to come back and kind of send a message to people that, um, you know, I'm the number one guy in this weight and I'm – you know, I'm the primetime player. Like, I'm I'm the big-time guy. And he may go break stick again. If I don't think he's going to break DeSanto, but I'm saying if he wins, he'll do it again yeah. like he I, did yeah, at, after I, beat Spencer. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think he loves opportunities to prove people wrong about mm. where he stands in the pecking order. Um, I mean, yeah, the, the wins that he had over Spencer Lee last year were proof enough. Like, he, man, he – focuses in on these matches where everybody's going to pick against him. Um, So I don't know. I feel like I give him just a little extra bump. I think his match tactics are underrated, like the way that he puts together a strategy for a really high-level opponent. Uh, That was really clear when he wrestled Spencer Lee. So I'm I'm tempted to to pick Seabass over DeSanto. I do worry a little bit about the size. Um, Seeing him against Stevan last year, I know he's yeah. bigger. I know he's been been you know focusing on 133 uh, probably, or at least we think so. But he also just made 57 kilos at Puerto Rican trials, so I I worry a little bit something. about the size, and I I think for that reason I I go to Santo. But I I would not be surprised if Sebastian has the right 
game plan and is able to figure it out. I yeah, just, DeSanto, I think it's DeSanto <clears throat> here. I think DeSanto over Rivera is my pick. I think he will overwhelm Sebastian this time. We'll see what happens in the future, but that's my prediction. Kyle Bracky. I lean DeSanto to it. Bray makes a great point. I worry about the size because he looked like he was two weight classes smaller than Michich last year when they wrestled. And as you said, he just made 57, so I don't know how big he could have gotten since then. Um, I would lean DeSanto here as well. The other question I have, we talked about the first time you wrestled DeSanto. This could be Gross's second. <clears throat> and the big issue for me in the gross match was like the energy level that he had against Terrell Lamont and the energy level he had against Austin DeSanto were totally different, even acknowledging that DeSanto was like obviously much higher pace than Terrell Lamont. Mm-hmm. So if 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 gross is kind of at the level that, that we saw, you know, at Farrell and you know later stages of Farrell and against Lamont and the second time against DeSanto, I think he could do it. But pick is Rivera um, just curious to see if Gross gets his hands on Santo the second time, if he can figure it out. First takedown will win that match, Gross to Santo. If Gross can come out and get that first takedown in the first minute and, and throw a two-minute ride on, ride on yeah. that changes things. Yeah. Uh, I I don't feel like we talk about DeSanto's pace. I, he didn't really like push the pace against Gross the first time. Mm-hmm. He didn't wrestle that typical, like, as soon as the whistle blows, lunge at you, like, grab. Yeah. He wrestled really smart and – Picked and choose his spots, um, and if he does that again, it's going to be tough. But I, I, we're not going to see that same version of Seth Gross again. No way. I think he's he Especially, got to his shot early. Let's think about when that match would happen in the tournament, right? Like, yeah. I don't know if it's weight related at all. Yeah, I don't even know if that's a thing. I mean, I think we once we we talk about his weight with fifty seven, but maybe <clears throat> more recovery time Saturday night. But DeSantis could be feeling good too because the cut's not a. I don't think it's a simple thing for Austin no, himself. He, he's a good-sized guy. Yeah, he wanted to go, I think, 41 when he first got there. Yeah. Um, but they wanted him down at 33. He said, I'll do it. And to the point about the getting the the first takedown, in that match, Santa took neutral, so acknowledged Gross is good on top, and then Gross took top and rode him out. Right. So it, Did, it, it sh- theoretically is a thing. Now, we have to talk about the, ma- the match that is most likely to happen – which is Gross versus Rivera, mm-hmm. because all the DeSantos talk is is moot if you know these guys don't wrestle each other. So how do we see that one going? Is it a little? Do you harken back to the the Stefan match again, where you say, okay, he was too small, and this is a guy Seth Gross, he's so big, or could Rivera just come out and dominate from neutral, get to take? A, I feel like Rivera's finishing style, like he can finish from like sort of extended exchanges. We've seen him go shot and then the wizard and throws the boot and stuff how does that stuff translate against gross who's so funky and good at counters yeah i think they will i'm agree with you i think they will have the best neutral exchanges um but i don't think gross's ability to slow you down there i don't know that that matters a whole ton against um against sebastian because of that and the yeah anyway, we'll get to the boot thing later but um I think Gross is a. I actually think Gross is a worse matchup than DeSanto for Rivera. I agree with you. Really? Yes. Huh. I don't. I don't like that matchup a bit. So you you really think Gross beats? Yeah. Rivera. I, yeah. I again. I'm still taking Rivera on both, but 
I nope. think I'm not with. I think I think matchup. I think the gross match will be harder for him than the Santo one. Man, then why are you picking him? Because I think he's the best guy. <clears throat> oh, really? Yes. Like Sebastian Rivera is better than Seth Gross. The the Seth Gross that I saw against Austin Santo, yes, mm. absolutely. And the Austin Santo, that's the like best the version most, of Austin Santo I've seen. That's yes, like the most recent version we've seen of him because. Well, think the cougar clash was able to be watched anywhere but uh i think we need to get that out of our heads because i don't think that's who he is yeah and i don't think that's who we'll i think see you're taking Midlands one match Mario. yes how you take one match in seth gross's career and say that's the one we'll get right when, I'm we not, watched I'm not, him, he's well hold on you went we've watched him smash stefan michich who beat rivera we watched him um you know dominate through Farrell. We watched him dominate through an entire NCAA bracket at, one, at this weight class when it was really, really tough. He didn't smash Michich. I mean, he, he turned him on top and then got taken down he, four times. He put it. He put it on him in the All Star, and then he got such a big lead that he he beat he, him thirteen to eight while getting taken down four times. I like, know. He just I, he turned him multiple times on top. He he I got remember. dude. He got to like the major and then was like, okay, I'm All just right. gonna make sure I don't do anything stupid to win this NCAA title. Yeah, and he shut it down completely. And Sebastian it was got out. Michael Jordan at CKLD. Yeah. Sebastian got out against Spencer Lee, who is comparable, approximately slightly worse, maybe slightly better on top than Seth Gross. He got out from him. So he also has not he, gotten out from him. He before. might he might not get turned by Gross, but I could absolutely see him getting ridden out. But I still, and that's fine. And I choose up two minutes I, of him I, working on his feet. I still think he wins. I still think he wins a takedown battle. Man, I think this is blatant disrespect to Seth Gross. The resume <laughs> that he is accrued. Well, you were like the bad takers excellent. last year when Dayton Fix and Seth Gross were about to wrestle, and they just completely disregarded Seth Gross. Yeah. And everyone was just picking Dayton Fix because he was a household name. Well, this is this is uh, also to poke at Bono because he, he said, I keep picking against <laughs> against Seth. Even though I made him the hot number one and picked so him against, against, against him again, yeah, so you're picking against him because Bono. No, no, no. I'm just I'm making sure Bono hears this. Oh wow! <laughs> no, look, look. I don't, Sebastian I don't Rivera, really understand Sebastian where you're Rivera, going. Sebastian Rivera beat Spencer Lee twice last year. Uh huh. I think if you lined up all four of those guys, Spencer Lee is the best one. He also lost to Jack Mueller by. The I remember most major of decisions. I remember that. Do you? Do you remember he could not? And he get got off he rode for five and a half minutes. Yes, and he didn't five and get half. turned. I remember. He just got ridden out. He again. He also got out against Spencer. He did. Okay. So so ultimately, top's going to decide this match, or top could theoretically decide this match. If not, however, that, definitely neutral or bad. However, I don't think he's going to get turned, and I think he he takes him down, and I think he probably wins three two, or if it goes in sudden victory, he takes him down in overtime. Hmm. Sun Victory might be one of his like best paths to to winning this match. Mm-hmm. If he can if he can keep it close, maybe get a takedown and then not get turned, allow himself to choose neutral, um, and you know keep it two two heading into sudden victory. That that could be his best path to victory. Semis I, will be the morning of the thirtieth, right? Yeah. Uh, Semis will be the morning of thirtieth. So it'll be after Wayans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it'll be closer to Wayans. Before Wayans. Before Wayans. <laughs> I'm saying I'll be closer to Wayne's in the finals. No, it's before him, though. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> We're just confusing him now. <laughs> all right, look. Well, listen, all right, here's, here's my favorite Here, game to play. Here's my favorite game to play because this is how you should pick winners. 
Best version. That's what I'm ta- I just said best version. I'm taking best version. That is audacious. The p- best version of, of Sebastian Rivera beat Spencer Lee twice. And I picked Spencer Lee. Did he beat the best version of Spencer Lee when he beat him? Uh, yeah, at least one time. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. It was it was it was a much better version than the Midlands version in the Big Ten finals, but I don't also think it was NCAA version either. I never got to he never got to face him in NCAAs. Why? That's his fault because I believe we saw Spencer there Saturday night. Yes, we were looking for Sebastian. Look, I'm still looking for DeSanto also on Saturday night. I think having seen these different versions of like all three of these top three guys is what makes this bracket so interesting, right? Because we've seen we've seen DeSanto look untouchable, and we've seen him have struggles on bottom, right? We've seen Seth Gross look like he can tech everybody in the country. Then we've seen him against DeSanto look like he doesn't have the pace. Same with Seabass. We've seen him, you know, get majored by Mueller. We've seen him beat Spencer Lee. So for me, like, that's that's the whole reason this bracket is, like, is going to be un- unbelievable. I want to get back to the best ver- – if you're saying best version of yourself on Saturday night, then you should be picking Seth Gross, who's I'm won right. NCAA title. Who said I didn't? He you has- picked DeSanto. He picked DeSanto to beat Rivera. He didn't pick DeSanto to beat – So who you got DeSanto Gross then? I mean – I'm not. Yeah, go for it. I I really well. I think I think I'm picking Gross. I'm picking Gross to beat Rivera, and if Gross all if you see first period takedown for Seth, which I think is very it's, it's attainable for him, right? His mm-hmm. single leg is really good. He now the shots he was taking at Carver Hawkeye, <laughs> those those aren't taking those aren't taking down anyone, right? Well, me definitely me probably you. Not not taking down Seabester or, 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 or DeSanto. Yes. I don't know what get those that. were. I'm not that. sure what those were. De- DeSanto was trying to jump over him. That was just that was just get the cleaning crew. That was a mess. But <laughs> I don't think we're gonna see I think he's gonna have a little better distance gauger or something. Mm-hmm. I could see him getting the takedown. I I think best version guy is Seth Gross. So All right, there you go. We've talked about it. He got that DeSanto feel now. Got that DeSanto feels. Yeah. Now, it wasn't vintage DeSanto. That's the it one thing we said after the yeah. match was the most interesting part of it. It wasn't like this go and go and go and go. Were they both playing possum? Double possum. Because of the potential four meeting. DeSanto ain't playing possum on nobody. Yeah. DeSanto. What was it? Three takedowns? Three takedowns. That's not playing possum. That ain't possum, dude. You've never I, played I, possum. I, I'm not, <laughs> not saying possum in terms of effort. I'm saying possum in terms of um, style. Yeah. Style, style possum. Style identity. Style possum. <laughs> style possum. He's playing style possum. Well, um, you know, I hadn't thought about that. I hadn't thought about style <laughs> possum until. Uh, I'm taking Seth Gross to beat Austin DeSanto in the finals. Wow. I thought I'd be on. You're not taking Seth Gross to beat <laughs> Sebastian Ferris no, in the I finals. Am. We'll beat him in the semis. I know, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this look. guy. This guy. Look. Listen. I There's I was, no Tuesday headline that surprises me. Other than like, yeah. Tariq Wilson, number one. Tr- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen. You shoot, shoot for the stars. <laughs> Even if you miss, you'll land among the moon. Tuesday headline, <laughs> December 31st, my birthday. Wow. Happy birthday. Not to brag, but he's a New Year's Day. Luby- no, that's not how. That's my New Year's Day. <laughs> <laughs> I celebrated early. That's probably my most New Year resolution. I do, I'm do. i early. My Tuesday headline, Sebastian Rivera, number one, Gen- uh, December 31st, That's not a – 2019. Listen. You just completely poo-pooed it as though it was impossible. Uh, so absolutely that's a, not. It's a, reasonable, absolutely not. it's a reasonable Tuesday headline. Absolutely not. It's, it's very reasonable. 
and and him being number one is very reasonable. Listen, that's what I was just about to say. There's no Tuesday headline where I'm like, wow, Sebastian won. Like, no, he's he's done but it. You're, but right now you're picking him third. I'm, yeah, I'm picking him third because he's maybe. Oh, the no, two no, best but I'm, I'm saying you're you're you would pick him third if, because he'll lose in the semis. Yes, but I'm saying you'd pick him third if you if you wrestled DeSanto as well. Yeah. Yeah. If, the, if the seeds were shaking if up, if I any did round way, robin, I'd have Gross, DeSanto, Rivera. Right now, that's what I would right, have. Right. Okay. Uh, he also hasn't wrestled a folk style match this year, so Correct. he's going to make a folk style debut and beat Seth Gross and Austin DeSanto back to back at a new weight. That, after see, making fifty seven kilograms. See, you're, you're just adding ago. fuel to the fire that it's that it's less no, probable. It is okay. He's stating facts. Less, I know he's stating facts, but I'm, he's, he, I'm no, saying no, he's no. just pouring gas on the fire that it's less probable. Listen. I'm making my case for why I'm making a decision. I'm not saying that it's it's crazy. I'm like, if you want to know how I arrived at this conclusion, this is how. It's not like, oh, these are – it's not like some crazy scenario where everything's stacked against him in this incredible way. He's not like a a 12 seed or something. (laughs) I'm just saying all these factors added up make me think that Seth Gross will win. Also, he has wrestled three matches this year, you fools. Oh. Well, you didn't correct me fast enough, so he you beat, didn't remember He beat Sikoris, Kodlarjic, and Girardi. So. Oh, that's right. Those are three solid Those ones. are really good guys. All right, crap. So I'm sticking with it. And also, to the to the Mueller point, Mueller rode the crap out of him. Absolutely. I think, I think Sebastian took a really bad shot to start that match, mm-hmm. and it completely took him out of the match. And if he does that again... Yeah, absolutely. Just like it, just like you're saying with Gross DeSanto, if if Gross gets the first takedown against DeSanto, he can win it. And if he does that same thing against Gross and takes a bad shot, he can get ridden for that long. However, I don't think we're going to see that. I think Sebastian is tremendously <clears throat> pissed off and disappointed himself wow. that he didn't win NCAA's last year. Hard people and wants to, as we we're talking about Bray, wants to show he's number one guy in the bracket. And yeah, yeah it may be a bad matchup. It may be he, he probably is the underdog, but. That's part of why I'm picking him because I think he's going. I think he wants to prove everybody wrong. I think he's going to overcome that. Okay. Lubina. 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 Hey, if he does it, which means Bray needs to pick Santo. Oh yeah, who you got? I I'm willing to pick Santo. This is uh, (laughs) this is one where I feel like to for me to pick Seth Gross, I have to decide that. No, I'm I'm going to pick I'm going to pick Santo because I'm saying to pick Seth Gross is to make the DeSanto match more about what Gross didn't do than about what DeSanto did. Mm-hmm. And I think I think DeSanto demonstrated that he's developing match tactics to approach somebody like Seth Gross, somebody that we didn't think he would beat. And so for that reason, I'm picking DeSanto in this match. He'll have um, the benefit of a little bit easier road, and I think, I think DeSanto gets it done again against Seth Gross. Yeah, I might be an idiot. That's definitely been said, and it could be confirmed here. Now I'm like, he doesn't even have to wrestle both of them, and I just watch him beat him. And it's such a, I don't know, whatever. It's already out there. This is being recorded in live broadcast all over the internet, including YouTube. So <laughs> I'm screwed. All right. Uh, geez, I guess we have to do other weights here. Yeah, let's uh, do the rest of them. Do we? By law. We should, but we also have to do Alien Hour. It's not right, 141, Dom Demas, champ. 149, Austin O'Connor, <laughs> well, champ. Well, the other – Murin and Tristan Moran are in there at 41. That's interesting. 
Shakur Laney, who was once uh, 125-pounder, is now at 141. And he's wrestling really good, so. <laughs> All right. Keep feeding Shakur. Get, yeah. Maybe we'll see him at 49 by the scuffle. Um. Yeah, Tom Demas champ. Okay. Ooh, Austin O'Connor, number one spot on the line here against Lugo, Thompson. Finally, we're going to see that Thompson-Yaya Thomas match. <laughs> Bef- three yeah. times before the new year. That's exciting if it happens. Uh, will any of you pick Yaya Thomas to win this weight class? <clears throat> what if I told you everyone's going to pick against him and that will motivate so him tremendously? If I think that well, that would then he would join his Northwestern brethren, uh, Sebastian Rivera. That's why I said that. However, give me Austin O'Connor in his city. AOC. It's his city, Evanston, <laughs> Illinois. I um, I if I hadn't seen Austin O'Connor wrestle yet this year, I might pick Yaya to beat him, but. O'Connor, who I think we all at times perceive as like a keep it close kind of guy, like he just opened it wide, wide open, opened it wide open. He just yes, like he, did. he opened up uh, this weekend on on everybody in the which which open did he go to? But he won all five matches State. by bonus it's the points. Wide open, open. He had he had I think three falls and two majors uh, this weekend, and he looks outstanding. So I I'm not picking against O'Connor. If I hadn't seen him, I might be tempted to to say, okay, if it's a one takedown match, maybe Yaya snakes it, but O'Connor's looked like locked in. So 49 far. is good. O'Connor, Lugo, Thompson, Thomas, Griffin Perriott, Mike D'Angelo, aka Mike D, and uh Cole Martin. That's a really good weight. Also, also. Great job none of you pointing out that it is also Yaya City. Yeah. Well, when I said it was AOC's cuz he's from Illinois. Right. Yaya's actually from Chicago. Okay. But y'all missed it. Good job. Well, this Moving is on. in Hoffman Estates. So. Yeah, this is in Hoffman Estates if you knew anything. He's not from there. All right. Uh, 157. Deacon, Kendall Coleman, Quincy Monday, Caleb Young will somehow be the four seed here, which is crazy. Artelona, Headley, and I'll stop saying names now. So it's Deacon City because he goes to school there. It's Kendall Coleman City because he's a Harvey Twister. And I think that's the only cities. As far as cities go, those are the cities. I, I'm not picking against Ryan Deacon. Not after what he did. Not after what he did. Not after what he did last time. Not after the stunt he just pulled. Uh, and I won't allow you, any of you guys to pick any well, differently. We, you know, we could, if these seeds end up the way our rankings have it, we mm-hmm. could see a Deacon-Caleb Young semi, which, right. uh, you know, that's the kryptonite, but... I still think I'm going Deacon. Sort of the kryptonite, except Deacon also beat him kind of easily, I think, twice last year. Two, he, They're like two and two or something like that. So, I don't know. 65. Now, did we hear maybe a McFaddy Daddy sighting at Midlands? I, I heard it. All right, you heard that. I'll <laughs> say it. So, it could be Marinelli, McFadden, Wick all in the same bracket. I don't think it was official, but I think they're um... – were talks because, you know, he missed CKLV and I think they wanted to give him some more mat time. That would be the one. Run back uh, 2018 NCAAs, Marinelli, Wick, McFadden. Yeah, that was a good – and those are the big three there. Although Kennedy Monday is lurking, but he has not been what I kind of <clears throat> thought he would be coming in this year. So throw him out for right now till, till proven otherwise. But how would you see that playing out, Marinelli, Wick, and um, McFadden? Now, Marinelli – Beats Evan Wick basically every time now. Yeah. So you feel that. But McFadden is a real wrinkle here. We haven't seen him down at 65 and since two years ago where he beat Marinelli. And he's pinned – he pinned both these guys, actually. He did. 
Kind of feels like that's evidence for maybe picking him. Because <laughs> he's like a better scrambler. He outscrambled Wick, which is like Wick's thing. He's scramble guy, right? He's beaten he's big scramble guy. Marinelli when he pinned him too. Yeah. This is his ideal weight. Yes, he's a 65. Yeah. The, the Ethan Smith loss makes me nervous. I know, but year. that match was so crazy. It's not that was crazy. How many penalty Replic- points? How Rep- how big Replic- is that mat gonna again. be? Because as long as he can't accidentally grab it, <laughs> intentionally accidentally grab it, he'll be fine. He had a li- head scissors and a thing. It wasn't like a stall thing where he got ran down. He was, I don't know. It doesn't make me nervous because and Ethan Smith has gone on to look pretty dang good the rest of the year. Yeah, he, he looked great at Vegas. Uh, Smith is gonna be a tough out for guys. And that would have been like a just a tough out win for McFadden, I think, if a couple things hadn't happened. We're like, oh yeah, Ethan Smith's tough, but he just ended up losing the match. Also, I don't know. Smith was circuitous route in high school. Got, and I think the weight was the thing. I think he's got that under control now. Just got the black shirt. Um, oh really? Yeah, from Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he won't be there. The the McFadden being ahead of Marinelli to me is more the data point than the pin because the pin was. Quick, weird, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I, th- uh, I don't know. Marinelli is very smart, and I think he makes really good adjustments match over match against guys. So I'm going to go chalk there. I mean, take Marinelli. Ma- Marinelli, since losing to Wick, he got destroyed by Wick at NCAAs that year, and he has not lost to him since. I think four yeah. wins over him now. So Marinelli, kind of a different, different guy. I'll say Marinelli wins this over McFadden. Super close match. This this also, and this goes against my um, not picking DeSanto, but there's also just a small opportunity where Iowa comes in and wins this by, like, 70. Yeah. And, like, like if Spencer goes, like, he wins. DeSanto wins. Marinelli wins. And, like, you know, Lugo outperforms his seed, and they're just like, Kimmer wins. Yeah, and they're just like, hey, guys. Warner wins. We're, let's go. we're coming for you, Cassiope Penn State. Wins. Like, let's go. Yeah. They could win a lot of weights. Yep, for sure. So there, there's a little bit of that where like there just might be this ball of momentum in the Hawkeyes' favor. Okay, uh, so that was 65, 74, Kimmer's world. Uh, but Dylan Lighty did win. Did just win Vegas. That is a thing. And then Bryce Dyer's there. <laughs> Ant Man. Ant Man is there. <laughs> I, I need that Ant Man Kimmer match because. It will not go well for our boy Ant-Man. <laughs> but I feel like, listen, he's going to be like, all right, I got an Iowa Hawkeye. This guy shoots constantly. He doesn't know how to get tired. I got to do something crazy, and yeah. I got to do it right away. Yeah. He's going to have wild intentions early we, on, yes, knowing knowing seven minutes with Michael Cameron will be highly problematic. So he's going to try something. I do uh, love those matches where, like, they got one, you know, big move or whatever, and, like, he'll mix them or something, put them on his back, and you're like, oh, this is a thing, and then he get majored. Yeah, he'll like, need to the, pin him. I, I literally think if he threw him on his back for six, he would lose the match. Absolutely. But potentially by bonus points. So <laughs> we're going to need the Ant-Man we to really— We have seen him blow a 12-1 lead in the second period before. <laughs> like, that happened last year against Marcus Coleman. <laughs> Oh, Ant Man, he's a blessing. He is. A bl- I'm thankful for him. We got two more years of him too. I know, two, two and a half, really. And he's That's... only like, and kind of with where he's at, the trajectory <clears throat> is that like as a junior or senior, he's going to have an absolutely bonkers blood round match to all American. 
Yeah. I hope it happens. Like, I think that's the trajectory for oh, I need for that him. this year. Yeah. I need that every year. Yeah. I, I did love uh, Lydie's, like, pissed off focus energy after CKLV. I, obviously, I'm picking, I'm picking Kemmerer. <laughs> You're but, a P-bomb factory, my friend. <laughs> but I, I, I hope Lydie uh, does well here again, and, and Purdue follows up their good CKLV with good Midlands. Okay. Uh, all right, that's 74. 84, Taylor Lujan. He's been really good. Then Nelson Brands. Holy cow, Lujan's going to um, – I think have his way with his weight class. Noah Stewart's there. He uh, is, and uh, he and Andrew Morgan kind of surprised really good guys this year. But that's that. Ninety-seven. Warner Brucky rematch. Will we see Jacob Holschlag? Please, I hope that we do. I hope so. He's a he's a real factor at this weight class. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he can stay healthy, right? That's like. It's a caveat with everyone, but it's especially with him as he's just had injury things. Don't know if we'll see him or not, but. The injury he suffered was not super serious. They were very thankful it was on the other knee. Thomas Lane, uh, Warner, potential semi, little rematch opportunity for Warner, who dropped that surprise match at NCAAs before battling back to place. I'm sure Warner will want to get that one back. Woodley Aiello, also in this one, and Christian Bruner, ignoring all phonetics, and I will too. Bruner, not Brunner. And that's 97. Are we picking rematch uh, Brucky over Warner or Warner gets it done against Brucky once more? I'm going Brucky. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Wow. He beat him at his place. He did. In his joint. He did. He He ran him down and got it. And now they take it back to their old stomping grounds in Illinois. Yeah. Where it's both their cities, except Warner is like one of the rare Illinois guys not from a Chicago suburb. If not for 33 – I think that should be the last one. Well, whoever wins, both Illinois. it's their city. Whoever, Wow. Yeah, they, get the, they get to claim it. They're yeah. the mayor of yes. Chicago. Yes. All I'm right. willing to say it. The stakes are high now because there's a, you know, I don't mind. I'm not going to make an Obama joke in there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's too soon. Uh, heavyweight, Cassiope, Hilger, Stencil, Hino, one of the Hinos, uh, Jerry, Carter Isley, okay. Enough's enough. Cassiope, Hilger, round two. A Hilger stencil semi is pretty interesting. I like Hilger to make the final. I like Cassiope to make the final. And I like Cassiope to win once more. Hilger beat uh, – excuse me. Cass, uh, stencil beat Hilger last year at NCAAs. <laughs> Stencer beat Hilger last year at NCAAs. Uh, Cassiope beat Hilger in the duel. I think Hilger avenges the stencil loss. I do too. And yeah, man, Cassiope's freaking good. It's Cassiope City. So he he kind of sort of struggled from bottom, and then he got away. Am I remembering correctly against Hilger? It was like he's kind of getting rid, and he got out. Hilger's, Hilger's tough on top. No, he's great on top. What I'm saying is, but he did pass that test. He was able to get away from him. I feel like Hilger was did not have a lot of opportunities to score. Cassiope did not did not attack a ton. He was kind of retreating at the end. I, th- I thought he could have stayed a little more engaged there. Mm-hmm. But uh, I still think he's the guy. I'm, I'm picking him to win. You talk about passing tests with Hilger. There's like a level of guys right now that he um, is – I don't know if struggling is the right word, but not necessarily getting his offense going again. And so he kind of leaves himself open for those one-point matches where if he gives up the takedown or if, maybe you know if he gets ridden out or something happens in overtime, he can lose. So that's kind of going to be the thing for for Hilger. Can he 
um, put up points on his feet against Stencil and Cassiope, who so far, you know, one match against each of them, he hasn't been able to take him down. All right. Those are the uh, 2019 Midlands, Kingcraft Midlands Championships. They will be going down, oh, I'm going to say December 29th and 30th. Yeah. Okay. When do we when do we anticipate sure. getting the? It's always those two days. Whether it's exactly those two days, it's basically those. It's two always days. those two days. When do we anticipate getting the contenders, as they usually call them? Um, I don't know exactly, but I would guess next week. Maybe, I, maybe a Christmas present. We yeah, we don't have much time in between. Midlands 29th and 30th confirmed, like always. Yes. We're gonna be going right from the the open to covering Midlands. We're gonna be doing fun. it live. Yeah, yeah mainly it, live on Flow Sports <laughs> and on Arena. Yes. Yeah. How baby. about that? So that'll be oh, so that'll much, be much better for so you guys much better. and us. Double win. Don't you love a win-win? Don't you love it when a plan comes together? Yeah. Speaking of plans, we have a plan for an alien hour, and uh, Caleb Blakeman is here. I think Bracky um, has been waiting for this for a while. You know, um, Caleb's been waiting for this for a while. He's with us. Uh, he's getting set up right now. We're not even going to cut to that yet. That would be a tease. But if you don't know, Caleb Blakeman of HBO, actually. HBO's <laughs> Caleb Blakeman. Home box office. Of the HBO Greenlight Project. Was uh, submitted a whole thing. He was on the last one. He talked about this crazy, spooky ghost town where um, there was a truck found and the guy said he was abducted by aliens and Caleb believes it. And, you betcha. Uh, I absolutely believe that. And you guys want to hear some crazy stuff? Yeah. The day I told that story, another guy went missing in the same area. They still haven't found this guy. Okay. <laughs> what? True story. <laughs> I can't wait to find out what happens today. Oh, my God. And Christian doesn't believe. Okay. <laughs> people go missing. Do you know how many people go missing every single day in America? 700. From the exact same spot. <laughs> <laughs> That's a statistic that I didn't know. From the exact same spot that a man was abducted by aliens? Yeah, I mean, I bet a lot of abductions have, or not abductions. Yeah, abductions, abductions. When someone's taken, they're abducted. Sure. I hope you go that's, missing. That's I, I've said this. What? I've said this too. I hope he gets abducted. Yeah, by what? An Emperor. alien? Not like. Jeez, <laughs> what a sick freak! Oh man. So anyway, it was a it was a wonderful transition. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this theory, but this it, it kind of sparked my interest. Flatter. Um Over. I would say hundreds, if not thousands, of people who go missing in national parks and forests and stuff. Uh, this guy, David uh, Politis, he, he's a former uh, detective. Uh, he's a retired police detective, and he's taken it upon himself to kind of investigate these, these missing people. Well, there's all these crazy cases, even in this little forest that uh, this feller went missing, too. Uh, a lot of places where I uh, used to go hike and go fish and stuff as a, as a youth, so it kind of touches base near home for me. Wow. Now, uh, well, hold on one thing. Um, oh, jeez, I just completely blanked. All right, keep going. Sorry. <laughs> well, so these cases that, you know, these people, they go missing and uh, they go uninvestigated. They, you know, there's a search party and after, you know, so many days, oh, we can't find this guy. And then it's just done. There's no record kept. There's no... Uh, further investigation done, and it, it's just kind of thrown by the wayside. Well, this guy, David, he's he's taken it upon himself, and he started to notice patterns in these uh, missing people. Now, there's a few cases, and we definitely don't have enough time to touch base on all these cases, but, like, people who were 20 feet ahead of somebody, and they round a bend on a on a path, and then all of a sudden they're gone, and they, they're not seen again, and then their clothes are found 
on a ridge that's, you know, 2,000 miles on the other side of the country, and it's like their shoes that are pristine, and it's three years later, or they'll find some evidence where they've already looked many times, these search parties or these people, and they, they'll find evidence that wasn't there before, and all of a sudden it's there. Or if they are found, they're usually not found alive, but if they are, they don't remember what happened. And the few that have, they have these crazy stories, like this kid, oh, yeah, it was my grandma who kept telling me to poo on a sticky piece of paper, but I knew it wasn't my grandma, and she was weird. Or this girl who was like, <laughs> hey, yeah, this happening? big hairy man was feeding me berries, and he kept me warm in the wintertime. Or this guy who's cross-country skiing, and he wakes up in a field, and all of a sudden it's springtime. He's been missing for 14 months, and he has no idea how he got there. So all this stuff, it happens, well, he's starting to notice this pattern. You're either super old or super young. Dementia. Got it. Uh, crazy, right? Uh. It could be many things. But he thinks that it's Bigfoot. Oh, my gosh. He thinks that, you know, and it's it could be many things. It could be a lot of different instances. But this David Politis guy thinks it leads towards Bigfoot. This Bigfoot, you know, is taking care of these little kids or, you know, taking these old people out because they're weak or, or whatever and don't see them again. <laughs> All right. Have is, we why is Bigfoot feeding them berries? Is my, that's my main question. You He's know, fattening them up? Maybe. Okay. Have we considered drugs? Listen. <laughs> I mean, as a three-year-old, I don't know how many drugs you take. If you go walking around in the wilderness in Wyoming, sometimes you're going to get eaten by a bear. I watched the Grizzly Man documentary. All they found was, like, a watch and a rib. And, like, the... the the, the bears are very much like the Native Americans. They use every part of the human, okay? That's what – so there's grizzly bears in Wyoming. People are getting eaten by wild animals because they're walking around in the wilderness among the animals, and they get eaten. Finding clothes 2,000 miles away, when clothes are made, there are more than one item. It could be anyone's clothes. You don't know it's their shoes. Why? Because the same pair of Air Jordans show up on the Appalachian Trail. That means it was the same one. No, that's not how it works. We're nowhere near the Appalachian Trail, buddy. 2,000 miles away, who knows where you are. Also true, yes. I'm, you know, not a firm believer, but I'm I'm not going to put Bigfoot to the side because, you know, I've also heard other stories which, uh, you know, I know we don't have time now, but if you have me on another show, I've got a crazy story about how Bigfoot showed up at this guy's Firewatch cabin. All right, let's go. May, may as well get into it now. Just you want to do it now? Yeah, yeah, we're on the topic, do it. Okay. So, a friend of mine would work for the Forest Service in the summertime. He would hike up to this fire watch cabin up in the Wind River Mountains, and he would live in the summertime. He'd just go hiking with his dog, and in this fire watch cabin, he's got 360-degree view of this valley, and, you know, something happens, you check in, and, hey, I'm spotting a fire. Well, these fire watch cabins, they're, you know, several feet off the ground, you know, 10, 12, 15 feet off the ground. you got to take stairs to get up to them, elevated view. Well... One night, he kept smelling this really rancid smell. He, you know, something like it died or something was really, you know, just kind of pungent, and the dog kept wanting to go after it. Well, the guy's dog took off, and he didn't have the dog with him that night, but the dog took off into the woods, and he was going to go out looking for the dog the next morning. Uh, as he's sleeping in the firewatch cabin, he's hearing tapping on the side of his firewatch cabin. He's hearing the walls, like, getting knocked on. He just kind of lays there, and he doesn't doesn't want to put on any lights or anything, but uh, he starts hearing it's getting louder, and it sounds like somebody's throwing rocks at his at his cabin. 
Well, it goes on for a few minutes, and then it stops, and he kind of mellows out, and then all of a sudden he hears a loud one. After a few minutes, he hears a loud one. And as he looks, he can see the top of a head and eyes peeking in the window. Oh, gosh. And this thing is like 12 feet off the ground. That's terrifying. And this thing is looking in the window, and it's just checking him out. So he shines his flashlight up right at this thing, and he catches a glimpse of it as it like, (gasps) and runs away. As he's screaming, the thing is making crazy noise. He jumps up and runs out after this thing. He's got his bear spray because, you know, you're right, uh, CP, Bracky, everybody. Bears are in Wyoming. They Mm -hmm. grabbed his bear spray, chased after this thing, couldn't find it. Right then, the dog comes running back up and is like, hey, man, (laughs) I didn't want to be around when that thing was around. dog talks? Yeah. You kind of buried the lead there. (laughs) Oh, yeah. All right. Got it. Keep going. I don't want to derail. Well, anyway, this guy is a non-believer such as yourself. Got it. He doesn't believe in aliens, doesn't believe in ghosts. To this day, he swears up and down, Bigfoot was peeking in on him in the Wind River mountain range. (sighs) Dang. He's checking things out. I can't think of anything scarier than seeing two <laughs> eyes looking at me in uh, in that kind of a scenario. Um, okay. They do – I feel like all these Bigfoot stories, they do say the thing stinks terribly. Yeah. That, that seems like a common thread among And the throwing rocks is pretty common too. What? Yeah. They throw uh, things. Who – listen, who taught Bigfoot how to throw? Bigfoot? Uh, yeah. John all the Bigfoots? It has opposable thumbs. It, John Owens. <laughs> John Owens. Look, that's like that's like a. <laughs> I don't know, John. <laughs> Damn it, John! Come on, no. So, so Bigfoot's lefty, like Elway. Yes, that's interesting. Most of the time, does he know how to throw with opposition? Okay. Um. Well, that's interesting. That's a good story. I think another thing that needs to be talked about here on Alien Hour is um, the fact that Blakeman has a a ring back. Song. I was gonna say, Ooh. Caleb Blakeman has a ring back tone. I called him the other day. About something else that's pretty juicy um, that we're not going to talk about yet. Right. Maybe this weekend we can talk about that. Um, and he has a ringback tone, something about Cheyenne, some country. Uh, yeah, uh, can still make Cheyenne, George Strait. Yeah. so I, I, I tend to put that on for rodeo season. Oh, obvi- obviously. So this is purposeful. <laughs> so as we all know, it's rodeo season, guys. Yeah. And uh, So, you, have so to have you ring- do you rotate through songs How do you get a ring back? I lost I, – I never had the ring back, but those were pretty big in the 2004 to 2008 range. Yeah, you know, it's kind of a, a special thing. I don't know if I got grandfathered in or whatever, but I still – yeah, about every, every year or so I'll rotate it out, pick a new one. I'm thinking Elton John on the next one. What kind of phone okay. do you have? Uh, Google Pixel. What? <laughs> All right, because I I didn't even know that like you could still do that on. Phones. Yeah, I didn't know you could do it. I think yeah, it's but... through Verizon, hmm. and I I yeah I don't know. I I have had the app for years. What would Nomad's ringback tone be? Hmm. Uh, I would make it something to just piss everyone off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so something uh, nine okay. to five by Dolly Parton. Oh yeah, that'd be a good one. Okay. All right, well, uh, you've made me a believer in not Bigfoot. In Bigfoot? But in – I believe in you, Caleb. I love your hat. And, oh, thanks, uh, man. We, Caleb also informed us that he wore his wedding hat on the last one. Yeah, that's my like that's my formal hat, and I wanted to look special for my first appearance on the show. Sunday go meet and hat. It's, it's the go meet and – and this mm-hmm. is my, you know – I have nothing left hat. This is wow. <laughs> she took she took everything what I had. I'm gonna make a sad George Strait song. My ring back. <laughs> what uh, what number county are you from on your license plate? County ten. And what about you, uh, Bray? I was county five. 
So does that mean you're bigger or small? You the bigger one county. one is the biggest, one right? One is the biggest, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Albany County for me. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, right right in your neck of the woods too, Colorado, a lot of these cases, the missing 411 cases. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of a lot of those stories. Yeah. Seems like it happens in places with treacherous wilderness and extreme temperatures and animals. It's the wildlife. population density. There's nobody that lives out there. Yeah. yeah, or where there's not a lot of people for these things, uh, for people to witness these things. Yeah, coincidentally. <laughs> Maybe Wyoming would be an extremely populous state if Bigfoot hadn't eaten everybody. <laughs> <laughs> peeking in at everybody, peeping Tom, Bigfoot, yeah. I tell you. People don't want to be peeped on by Bigfoot. Have you ever been to one of those uh, fire cabins before? No. I went to, yeah, they're, they're, they're sick. They're cool. Look, Bigfoot is, what, nine feet tall, right? Yeah. So he jumped off. He's not going to fit a in a up. gosh darn New York City apartment. He needs a lot yeah. of space to roam. It's like the Dixie Chick song. Wide <laughs> open di- spaces. Yeah, is he uh that would be Nomad's ringback tone. I was just going to say, that sounds like a good Nomad tone. It would be. I actually like the Dixie Chicks. I don't even care. I'll admit it. Um, all right. Well, hey, thank you very much. Thank uh, you, Blakeman. Thanks, guys. Yeah, You're thanks, awesome. Dude. Appreciate you, buddy. Um, Bigfoot's real. Bigfoot's yeah, Bigfoot's real in your hearts, and that's that's fine with me. All right, do we want to get some uh, cues from F's? Cues we can't even skewer Spay. Is he like faking sick again? He is. Listen, hey, Spay gets sick way too much. Can shots can, fired at his immune system? Shots fired at you for not telling us that he emailed you that he wouldn't be in yesterday. Oh, sorry. I, well, because Brecky and I were very concerned. Hold we on. Were. Oh, okay. Well, he can't tell you guys he's. I thought. I, first of all, I thought I told you. Second of all, but that's my point. You he, didn't tell us. Okay, you're the I'm, boss man. Yeah. Listen, I don't have to give a sick. You know what? It's confidential. <laughs> it's, it's HIPAA violation. In fact, you just violated HIPAA, <laughs> and now we're all going to get sued by HR. So thanks a lot for that. Love getting sued by HR. Uh, <laughs> I know. Uh, I think Paul Hurdle will take our side. <laughs> okay. Now, our question. Sorry. Yeah. No spay to skewer. It wasn't like my plan, but um, yeah, he's sick. We'll be okay. A couple questions. We'll get the heck out of here. Um, will Siriano bring more than one singlet to Texas? I believe that he will. Um, I, I believe th- that I believe that, that he will have a red and blue singlet in uh, in Fort Worth. Hopefully, the the Nike guys are there, and he can just buy one at well, the door. I think he'll have one before he gets there. Pops Redfoot changed his Twitter handle to Off Brand Chew. <laughs> Because I said that's what it okay. sounded like it was. Ideal world, how many weights in their distribution for men's freestyle? Okay, distribution. I wasn't ready for that, um, even though I put the question in there, so shame on me. First weight, um, I like 60 for the first weight. Who who from Team United States of America is mad at 60? Yeah, so the the ideal number is 7, and the ideal distribution, Spay ran it a few years ago, but it's like... Six percent in between weight one and weight two, seven percent, two and three, eight percent, da da da, on down the line. So it's like it grows one percent with each weight, and then there's a heavy weight. So it's like 60, 67, 75, 86, 97 heavyweight type thing. I can't quite remember what it is, but it's in that range. So the perfect number is seven. They had it right for a long time, just they had the distribution way out of whack. Well, I think seven's good. I think eight's good. I think ten is when it gets a little on. Is it? few too many weights i just did it just now right off the top i said 60 67 74 82 95 uh 125 i think the gap from 74 to 86 is absurd 
So 82 is, 82 is fine. You get those 84 types, they can go down. Or at that frame, with 95 being the next weight, they can get up there. Um, so I think I just nailed it just now. You also just wiped out a couple questions. Did I? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll command Z it, and they'll be back. I don't think I did. I just think they're down at the bottom. Let's see. They're there. Yeah, they're all still there. Um, other questions. Let's see. Let's look. When will we see Anthony Etchemendia take on the senior level? I think he poses a real threat. Well, I agree with you. I have no idea what country he can <coughs> compete for. I feel like 2020 is probably out for him, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I would I would say we are on Etchemendia pause competition-wise right now. Freestyle-wise or just entirely? Entirely. A few Real. people were asking um, about second semester because they saw him in the Ohio State room uh, earlier this week. I think he'll never get a black shirt because he doesn't wear shirts. So he, that's going to be problematic. He always pops the top. He pops. I'm surprised. Nicky Rod. <laughs> I'm really surprised he didn't go to Arizona State just for the fact that he would basically never have to wear a shirt. Mm-hmm. Columbus and basically all the Big Ten schools, it's, it's a little chilly in the wintertime. Um, definitely not similar climate to Cuba. All right. Um, which one seeds are most likely to not qualify? Asks Joe Gilpin. I know um, that guy. All of them will qualify. All of them will qualify. Hot take. So which one's most likely? Easy. None. Yet Nazar, I think, is one, I will say. I'll say Nazar. I mean, I obviously, I believe all of them will, but he asks what's most likely. I don't see any scenario where Nazar doesn't uh, or does. No, I see a scenario where he couldn't. Barring injury, 100% chance all of them qualify. Wow. All right. Fine. Well, I'll at least say you. Nazar. I'll at least say Nazar and not Nelson because there's just not enough good guys at that one. I'll say Nazar. You know what? No, that's all. I'm not going to say Yanni. That would be, <laughs> be absurd. I don't know. It has to be some of them. Some of them are more likely than others. The, I think the and better The, the better thing question is with Yanni, the, the weight's the craziest. The better question would be like highest seed to not qualify, which okay. I don't know. would be like maybe a four, wouldn't there's going to be a lot of... You don't think shock. there's any three seeds that don't qualify? Um, Sammy Brooks, Ty Walls, Anthony Casar is definitely qualifying. Nato, Molinero. Yeah, I could see I could see it in there. Okay. That's that. One more. One more ding-dang question, and we'll get the heck out of here. Can you explain Titan Mercury Wrestling Club? <laughs> Looking at over the half... The pre-seeds seems over half are registered under Titan Mercury. Who funds these athletes... And are there any physical locations of the club? Nomad could probably best explain this, but there's not really a physical location. Right. Um, So in American wrestling, you have your RTCs where the guys, like, actually train. um, And then you have the overarching clubs such as Titan Mercury, Sunkiss Kids, New York Athletic Club, um, that do more along the lines of funding and providing these guys money they also get money from the rtcs um but like for example when you see a bunch of guys go overseas titan mercury is putting in a lot of money for the travel and the um lodging there so it's basically uh like you have your local club and then you have your national team um that helps support you would be the easiest way to describe it it. and it's andy Andy barth yeah yes uh okay one more could Spencer win a title at 141 this year, weighing what he weighs now? If he's not allowed to get bigger, 
No. Yeah, no. No. That'd be really hard. That's why there's weight classes, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not a question that an answer, but just something I want to circle back to. Circle back. The who gets the most points from gut wrenches and who gets the most points from leg laces this weekend. I think that'll be very fun to look at post haste. Okay, post haste. Do you have any uh, any instincts? Yeah, Spencer leg lace and gut wrench. Um, maybe ringer. Yeah, ringer's pretty good. Um, ninety-seven guys don't turn a whole bunch. Yeah, I'm gonna say Spencer for leg lace and uh, gut wrench ringer. And Tommy Gant for back bows. Of, yes. Of yeah. Justin Hale. He will break everybody's back. We yeah. Got, all right. Hey, remember, tomorrow's a big day. We might get a visit from Santa, and we're going to have an intervention with Justin Hale. Disgusting. He doesn't know that he's coming on for an intervention. He thinks we're coming on to talk about um, – if you don't know, Justin Hale works here behind the dirt guy. He always gets the moves done to him by Mike Mal, and – He's entering senior nationals. We think this is a bad idea. We're concerned for his safety, and this will be our last-ditch efforts to intervene tomorrow. He doesn't know it. Like any good intervention, it's a total surprise. He will probably try to storm out angrily, but it's all coming from a place of love. So that's going to happen tomorrow, among other things wrestling-related. We'll make our senior nationals predictions. Anything else before you go? I'm ready. All right, we're ready. Okay. Feel free to play us out. Thank you guys so much for listening to 440. Wow, we're coming up on 450 soon. We're definitely going to do something cool for that I one. mean, wait till you see what we have planned wow. for that one. That will be wild. 500? Five, <laughs> I feel like for 500, we have to actually do something. 500 is really, that's a lot. What do we do? That's the thing. What do we do? If we go to, like, uh, Daytona. <laughs> the Daytona. Do, do it from Daytona. <laughs> we can't afford Daytona. We'll have to do the Brickyard. We already missed the Brickyard. The Brickyard's 400. That's the Indianapolis 500. The Brickyard's 400. The question from Bad Bulls at BBB4UT. In Fort Worth this weekend, who gets the most turns by leg lace? Who gets the most turns by gut wrench? So I made my prediction. I will circle back and post it uh, afterwards. Okay. After afterwards. I will not. Same here. Thanks so much. We will see you tomorrow. Big show. See ya.